Hello, everybody. Rebecca Korn here, CEO of Rise Rain Rule, recovering financial advisor and the queen to my reigning queens to whom I coach and so incredibly bring light into the world. To those who are joining us inside of our podcast for some drips of value-only content, please don't forget to visit our Facebook page where we drop weekly nuggets inside of the Her Rain Facebook. So when it comes to things you know, keeping us moving as women and, you know, the inspiration that so many around us produce. It happens by mistake at times. We are at a coffee meeting or we're having a beautiful breakfast, just taking in the mist of the morning and we begin a conversation and we hear about another woman's dream. And sometimes it begins and ends just as that, as a dream. And sometimes the women create this, this valent effort of resiliency and persistence and strength that is unwavering and so inspiring and so impactful that we feel as though we are just poured into by a golden light. And today I am so excited to be discussing something exactly like that. Uh, I met Kelly about, let's say a couple months ago, and it began just as that. I was listening to a conversation um, and we began to talk about some of the things that she was dreaming about. And this just hit me like a load of bricks. And I was so excited to you know, just learn about her dream. Fast forward to today, and there is a major uh, breast milk shortage and a lot of women struggling and not really knowing where to turn. Kelly had inspired and really created so much avenue for change in this area. And I'm so, so, so excited for you to meet her. So let's dive into this incredible podcast. Um, let's do this. Hello, ladies. Hi, good morning. Good morning. Take, take a moment and, and just introduce yourselves to, to my audience a little bit. My name is Kelly Cox. I live in Charlottesville, Virginia. I am a registered prenatal yoga teacher and a birth doula, and now a tech entrepreneur. Hi, and I'm Celia Castleman. I am also joined forces with my birth doula. I love to say that we have matched um, in a very intimate way. Kelly was there while, when I birthed my third baby and um, led me and guided me all through the way and supported me. And now we've started a business together. Beautiful. Beautiful. So, so tell me a little bit about, you know, the ladies that listen, uh, listen in, they are business owners, they're hustlers, they're dreamers, they're entrepreneurs. Uh, you ladies had a very unique start a very unique beginning to your pathway into the tech entrepreneur space. So tell me a little bit about the pandemic and, and what showed up for you ladies in that journey. Well, prior to that, um, I owned and operated a yoga studio here in Charlottesville. We focused just on pre and postnatal yoga, but we did a ton of support. Um, we had grief and support, uh, grief and loss support groups. We had I had a class for women who were trying to get pregnant, kind of on and on. But the but the best um, resource I think we ever offered was a free 
free to the entire community lactation support group every Friday. And that's where I really started to tune into this issue of how much pressure is put on women if they can't breastfeed. It, we are told that um, it's the most natural thing you're ever gonna do. It's the entire reason we have breasts. And what I saw was such great levels of stress um, and depression because women weren't able, it was just wasn't working. And so no matter what they tried, sometimes they had to go back to work. Sometimes they had to choose a medication that would affect them um, or they simply couldn't lactate. And so it was this like struggle all the time. So one evening, after a really long day at the studio, I was at home and I was emailing between two clients. One had a whole freezer full of milk and she didn't know where to give it. And another one knew that she just wasn't going to be able to lactate and she was due in a few weeks. And so as I was emailing both of them, I'm having a glass of wine. It was like 930 at night. My phone went off and there's a message from Bumble saying that I had matched with someone. And so this light bulb just went off and I thought, wait a second, kind of like Celia was saying before, like everything we can do on our phone if this guy is 10 miles away and I can keep my perfect match or like, let's go give it a try. And the families I was emailing with were merely a few miles away. Like, why couldn't we do this for them? And so that this idea for um, an, a mobile kind of dating app for families um, just kind of grew, but it sat in my head for years and I would think about it, but I was so busy with life um, and being a doula and running a business and having a relationship and all these things that we, that we do. And so when the pandemic hit and uh, I had to close the studio down, Celia was furloughed. It just was this natural, like, wow, what are, what are we gonna do? And what happens if another pandemic occurs? Or like, we really started to think future forward of how this application could really help families in need. And what was um, part of the kind of growing experience was I had, you know, I've had a business degree. I just had my third baby. I've been working in the entrepreneurial space and I was actually managing um, a, a co-working space in Charlottesville when I was furloughed, right when the pandemic happened. I had donated my breast milk for with all three of my children. And the first two, it was friends um, and people in my mom's group. And with the third, um, I didn't know anyone to donate to, and Kelly was trying to match. Um, and so what I did was I hopped on Facebook, and there were, we discovered a huge community of folks on Facebook sharing about there are over half a million just on Facebook. And that was, I counted that up in September. So um, of 2021. So I'm sure that number has just skyrocketed. But what is so crazy to us is that we are scrambling and running around word of mouth on an antiquated platform. You know, Facebook isn't the kind of more, most efficient way to communicate. Um, and so we were like, we're going to dive into this and figure out a way to create a mobile app. Having no experience in like developing or coding. Um, we just felt like the time is now. It was so urgent. So you ladies didn't hear the way that I introed uh, this podcast, but for my listeners, how apropos is this connection, right? You know, they they had this moment of life-defining change. And, you know, one woman is giving up her business and closing the doors and another woman is getting furloughed, you know, talk about a, almost like a dejected type of feeling. I can't imagine the, 
um, I, I would be patterning toward toward depression. You know, having having no real view forward and, you know, such, such a fog and heaviness around the topic alone, you know, at the time, you know, breastfeeding was not something that, um, I was seeing consistently talked about, you know, especially in national news. Now we have a milk shortage nationwide and, you know, there's a lot of families struggling. So, you know, when you, when you get a call like that, what did you do? You know, when you, when you had that moment of, of realizing that there was this big need, there's a, there's, thousands of families yearning for your vision and you're at this moment of like what do we do next what what happened then no i think that nothing gets you out and pulls you out of that depressive feeling of helplessness like having a purpose and if we could make if we could scale up what kelly was doing just here in charlottesville word of mouth if we could scale that up nationwide and make such an impact, it, it really drives the purpose. There are days where we've struggled so hard. We've like cried and because we're in this scrambling to get it done. And what is amazing is the goal. The goal is so clear and so in front of us. And when we were first developing it, it was at the height of, of the pandemic when we were just discovering that um, positive antibodies from vaccinated mothers were getting passed into the breast milk and protecting newborns and infants. And we thought, okay, this is it. This is, the, this is why we need to kind of bring this to the forefront. We hadn't even considered or thought that then there would be a formula shortage. I mean, that wasn't even in our mindset. We, we considered um, wildfires and droughts and the war, because um, we were thinking about crisis situations in which this would be so helpful. I mean, when the war in Ukraine started, I was seeing posts that said, please don't send formula, we don't have clean water. So, you know, when we were thinking about this, we have since the beginning of time, since the beginning of our civilization existed on shared breast milk. And it's, it's free. Um, we, you know, we, I, we love breastfeeding. I, I think if women can breastfeed and it works for them, it works for their family, absolutely keep going. For, for a lot of women, it just doesn't. For a lot of families, it doesn't. Um, we talk about the applications for this for breast cancer survivors, gay couples who adopt grandparents who end up raising um, an infant, you know, it goes on and on. Um, and so for us, it was like a bigger movement. And then the, the pandemic was like, oh, like, what are we gonna do? And so like when you were saying those feelings of being like um, dejected and depressed, like that's what's happening to families right now. So I'm gonna let Celia talk about the app and get into details. But like for me as a, as a local doula, I'm literally just using my Instagram page to put out there like, hey, this mom needs this specific formula or who has any formula left over or breast milk. And then I've been driving around and picking things up and getting it to the right people. And it's like, I'm just one person. So like, we could all go do that, but there has to be a simpler way. And we really feel like it needs to be the free. It's, it's free to like download, free to use, but also like easy and in real time, because this is a in real time problem and we need a solution. 
So when it comes to, you know, before, before you start talking about the app, when it comes to this calling, you know, the, the question, you know, came, came forward for you ladies, why us? Why, why does it have to be us, you know, kind of in this, this, uh, frustrating manner, like what the heck, why is the universe targeting us in this space? What came up for you in that, in that arena? I mean, I, I just kind of laughed at like, why me? It's always been me. Like thinking about like, I don't know, like the role in my family, it's always Kelly will fix it. Or my friends like go ask Kelly. But when I had the studio, the door, I lived in these crystal clear windows and everyone in town would come in and ask me everything. And what I did was I just kind of built this hub where families met and then they built their armies. And so like, I I don't know if it's a calling, but I really believe that I was, I I was created or whatever, however we want to talk to serve women. Um, It's what I've always done my entire career. I'm very good at it. And so, um, yeah, I mean, it has to be us. I also, we're, we're brilliant. This is a great <laughs> idea. It has to be us. Yes. <laughs> yes. I also think that, um, you know, it, if we're always create, if we're always beating the same drum of like, we're left behind, no one is, is thinking about us. Um, if we, if we feel like, okay, we're, the different aspects of politics and especially now in like 2022 where it feels like they're turning back on they're turning back on women and family leave and I'll say it again women and maternity and um it just seems like instead of um weeping about it and feeling dejected and feeling helpless we have to take charge and we can do it's it's incredible to think that you know we're just two people but what we are trying to do is create a movement that joins us together that unifies us in taking care of one another i mean it's just so silly because if it's of course, it seems so common sense. And yet we have been completely um, polarized in so many different ways. Well, guess what? We, every child is our child. Every new parent is us. I mean, when the tragedy happened in Texas two days ago, that is my child, that these are my families. And I think that we have to remember that, that we exist in a humankind world and we have the ability to, to do that. Um, and if, if we need someone to mobilize and get us that way, then Kelly and I will take the lead. So powerful. And I, I, one of the things that I, I consistently say is that women multiply, we multiply things, we multiply energy, we multiply warmth, we multiply impact, we multiply movements and the brilliance of being called and having that calling, you know, it starts as first this like faint feeling and then it whispers and then it starts screaming at us. And then there is nowhere that we could be that it will not (laughs) find us and be directly in front of our faces. And so when you are called, being able to listen to that call in the most courageous light, ladies, is is what's really coming forward. I mean, I'm I'm awestruck in terms of your your awareness of that and and the courage that it took to push through that in the pandemic and with so much uncertainty. You know, one of one of um, every woman's uh, 
human need is stability. And you were not seeking the stability. You were seeking the stability of the overall movement and message more so than your personal stability. And I, I so deeply honor that. So, so tell me a little bit about this, this app, tell me a little bit about like what women can do with this and, and, and how they could utilize this and how we can actually create even more momentum that compounds in a way that really forces this forward. So, and I'm going to just step back for one second to say that, and, and hopefully your listeners will hear this message very clear, but we started pitching the idea to a few investors and it was so diff- that part was so difficult because here we are two women talking about the need to share breast milk and feed all the children. And oftentimes it was, and when I say oftentimes, it was always a hundred percent to a group of men. And they would say things like, oh, yeah, I do remember when my wife was breastfeeding. Oh, yeah. Or sometimes my and it was so um, jarring. And because uh, then we had to put, then we had to kind of go back to the beginning and the basics of the need to feed all the babies. Um, and we couldn't get to our to our business. Um, and so obviously we just felt like, you know what? Um, where Kelly had closed the business and she put in her life savings and we were like, we're going to do it. We are self-funding. We're putting kind of skin in the game. This is too important. Hopefully we'll find some sort of angel, literally and figuratively, that will kind of push us through it. But what we had to do is, was focus on the business. So the business was creating, finding the developers that could build an app for this, finding a legal team that could draft all of our policies and our waivers and our terms of use. So all of these parts in play, plus just leaning on all of our friends in the different kind of spheres. Obviously, you know, when Kelly said she's brilliant, she is. And and I, th- I think I said we, the idea. <laughs> yeah. Own it, own it. <laughs> we all have our strengths and we all are very aware of our weaknesses and what we need to fill in those gaps. So it was surrounding ourselves with like the best and the brightest so we could um, launch this app. Um, the app is one part of who we are as the drop. The drop is a community. And that's what Kelly did so beautifully with the yoga studio is it was a place for community. And given that we've we've felt so isolated, the drop will continue, drop into your community, drop the message of wisdom and support and generosity. Um, And uh, obviously it's every drop counts and share the drop because that's what's gonna feed all the babies. But really, it's what Kelly said. It really, if, if you have ever experienced a dating app, which I'm sure many of you have, um, it is creating a profile. And instead of long walks on the beach, you are saying things like, here are my allergies or here is my dietary intake. Um, and it does not stop there. There will be an in-app messaging feature because we want the community to build the village. And that doesn't just happen. I mean, you don't sleep with a person. I mean, some people do after just connecting on a dating app, you get to know the person you get to um, understand and build that 
trust and friendship and support before you get into bed. And what one of our advisors said, who's a neonatologist, said it's the same for sharing breast milk. It's the same questions you would ask before you sleep with someone to keep you safe. And we thought that is so perfect because we, um, if you've been on a dating app and you've created a baby through, through your partnership, then you can hop onto our app and feed all the babies. What a beautiful movement. You know, I, I often, I often challenge my ladies behind the scenes, um, around what if, what around this thought of what if women would wake up with their mind wiped clean of all of the, uh, systematic, uh, attack on not only body, but ass assumptions and, and stressors and obligations that have endure endured by sent for centuries by women. And if we could, if we could pull that layer off of our, our brain, right. And, and wipe it clean, total amnesia, the power of that alignment, not only through the female body, but also through its beauty and its power and, and wisdom of sisterhood and what it does to really be connected to other ladies who are thinking this way, you know, and, and such a beautiful way to connect, um, in life. You know, we, we are having essentially what you are creating is this connection to creation, at its essence. And what a powerful and inspirational, I mean, movement. I I'm, I'm in awe. I think it's such a beautiful thing. I see on Kelly's, uh, Instagram ladies, uh, her, her constant posting of I'm, I'm looking for the green kind of breast milk or, um, or a formula, or, you know, I, I have a breast milk, uh, donator over here. And, and does anybody need this There's a freezer full and it, and it produces so much hope. I think, you know, I think just even seeing that, um, creates this energy of, okay, it's momentum. Momentum is happening. That's a beautiful thing. And we do have places to lean. I think just for the psyche to know that you are creating this opening for other women to, to really step forward too. How does that feel? Oh, it's great. Like I, I I'm just driving to people's houses and they're like, Oh, it, I left it on the porch for you. And then they open the door. Like, thank you for what you're doing. I'm like, Oh, well, thank you. I mean, every time we pitch this um, idea, like, you know, to, to the, these possible in, uh, investors are like, well, why would women donate their milk? Like the, they're not getting paid. And we, we always go back to this, like, because women are, women are great. Like we, we want to help. We are the people who keep the villages alive. Like if, if I had milk and I, and my baby was thriving and really doing well and meeting all the developmental milestones and I had extra to give, I would certainly give it to someone whose baby could also thrive. Like, why wouldn't I do that? I don't need to be paid. It's going to make me feel like I'm helping my community. Um, I, I've always, that's just kind of what I've always done professionally. But when I, you know, we talked about the studio I had, but it was, it was more than that. It was families who are now just have lifelong friendships. I, I had a woman who, who taught for me and at one point took over the business for a while for me. And I went to a graduation party her husband uh, finished his doctorate and there was eight families there. All of those moms met in a yoga class of mine and then would come back the next time to yoga class. And then they would go to coffee. And then now they've raised their kids together. They go on camping trips. I mean, they're all still friends because they just found one little community space where they could get together. So, you know, part of 
my goal was tackling um, postpartum depression. And if we can get families to meet, and you know, if I had extra milk and Celia lived four blocks away and we meet in the middle, maybe we go on a walk and we start talking about, oh, how old is your child? And how old is your child? And then um, where are you from? Oh, you, you like this band? Whatever it is, like now we've just built these little armies in, into a community. So taking what, what I did here and, and then spreading it as far and wide as we can, it's a great, I mean, you can meet your new best friend. You know, I think about like being on a dating app, like part of my thought was like, I might not meet my perfect guy, but maybe I'll meet a new friend or maybe I'll meet his brother. You know, it's like that, but it's always kind of who can you talk to and how can you every single day just build a little bit more community because that's what it's going to take to get us through this current situation, but whatever's down the road. And what, what Kelly just glossed over very quickly, but I'm going to make sure to point out is the reason why she had um, one of her instructors take over is because when she, she was diagnosed with breast cancer and was going through that and could not, although she wanted to desperately also run a business and be the main person and be the main, main caretaker of everyone in the studio, her body had to dictate what she needed to do, which was to heal and get better. And so a lot of her, and so I love that she just like lost it over, like, oh, I just handed over my business. No, she had breast cancer. Um, and so that we have felt, especially with that in our, in our mindset is that aside from the fact that the way that our society works in this country where you go back to work right away, where you um, have to get into childcare, where you can't be with your baby. There are reasons why um, people can't breastfeed other than, you know, just those kind of systems that are in place that are stacked up against us. Um, there are legitimate reasons. And what we have said is, in initially, when we sought out this business, we thought of the breast cancer survivors, the gay couples, the people with hormonal disorders, but really it's for everyone. It doesn't, whatever your situation is, we're here for you, no judgment zone, all are welcome. There's so much power in the story. I have, I have total chills. I mean, I, I don't know that I could ever express to you how beautiful that is and how honored I am that you are sharing such vulnerable and intimate pieces of it. You know, I think that there are so many uh, redefining moments that one has in life. And it feels to me that you have completed many of those within a very short, short period of time. And I cannot imagine from, from a perspective of, of just like looking back on your life and looking at yourselves and the ways that you have chosen in the wake of, of despair or, or, um, instability or, or that, that fogginess, you know, going back to not having that clarity of, of what's going to be next and just pursuing and taking one step at a time. What a powerful force of, of two incredible women. I mean, just, just my whole heart. I feel like you just poured in like golden light and into my soul. I mean, so beautiful. Um, so, so they can download, share the drop. So they go into the app store. They, they, they put in share the drop and then what do they yeah. what do they do they talk about so, it yep so right now um we have like we mentioned 
Engine. We've been um, developing the app for a little over a year. We had planned on launching uh, during World Breastfeeding Week, which is August 1st. However, we uh, obviously all feel the urgency to get it out immediately. So we are beta testing it right now. Um, so getting all the bugs out so it can be um, available for download uh, in the very, very near future. We're hoping, we, we've been saying that our due date is has been pushed up. <laughs> um, so, so if uh, folks could go to sharethedrop.com, our website. If they put in their email address, they will know right away. We'll, we'll get the information out as soon as we drop into the app stores. We'll be available on Android and Apple. Um, and if they could start following us on all of our social media handles, we just want to kind of start creating. We're answering all questions. We want to be in touch and offer support. Um, Kelly, having been a doula, and continues to be a doula and a yoga instructor and her past life as a social worker, we, she kind of creates so much comfort and support for all caregivers. She's the queen mama of all caregivers is what we've called her here in Charlottesville. Um, so reach out to us, continue to spread, to share the drop and to join forces together. One more question. Um, if they would like to donate to the cause, if they want to, you know, put some of their funds toward what you are creating as far as a movement, where do they go for that? So we are, um, we, we decided to take the path of a crowdsourcing fundraiser. And so our WeFunder campaign is getting kind of off lifted off um, very shortly. If you email us at info at sharethedrop.com, we're happy to share that. We, um, what we've said oftentimes is, and especially now, that this is a impact project that will have great purpose and mission and reach and solve the problems that are that are so crucial to be solved right now. We do hope that the business will be a success and to, to give back the kind of return on interest for that. Um, but also just knowing that you're putting your money towards good. You're putting your support to good. I mean, that is what drives us every day is like, okay, if we can't figure out how to do all of the pieces, we know that we're helping people. And that just feels like everything. I absolutely adore that. I think, I think there are many of my ladies that believe that they have a chunk of money from someplace and, you know, they're driving their business and a lot of them are, are creating massive movement. And one of the reasons I do what I do is because I believe that more women should be millionaires so that they can put their money toward momentum and movements just like this. And so that is a big passion of mine. Do you have, you've been, I, we, I've just been like, I think I've, I've been living with this idea so long, but now that it actually like has legs and it's going now I'm like, so yeah, um, when we are very wealthy from this, we're going to start a foundation. We're only going to give to females. We're only going to give seed money because it's so hard to start. You know, we, there's so much talk out there about like, oh, you can get all these grants for female entrepreneurs. No, but they're like, what did you do year one? We're like, we just want to get to year one. So this, this has started this new movement in me of being like, once I am successful, I'm going to help all the other women be successful because 
the first year of starting any idea, people are like, we don't get it. You're crazy. Why would this work? If we see talented young women come up to us with an idea, I want, I want the drop to put us in a financial situation that we can then start and help everyone else. And, and, and I, I didn't, I did. I mean, I've always volunteered and like given money when I could, but I've never had this spirit. And now I see it happening. I was like, that's going to be great. I just, I just want to bring one question forward to you, Kelly. And I hope this is okay. Cause I didn't, I didn't actually preface this prior to the podcast, but do you, do you have kids? I do not. Nope. You do not have kids. Um, and you are a doula. Uh-huh. Now, now listen to this ladies, because I think that a lot of my, um, a lot of my entrepreneurs will come to me and they'll say, you know, I have, um, imposter syndrome, Rebecca, I can't get started or I can't, you know, they're not going to see me in this light and they're not going to respect me in this light. And here's a woman who is a survivor, um, a business owner, a doula, um, yielded as mother of the community and, and everything that she does. And, and you have not had a baby. Is that correct? I have not. I didn't ever even consider having a baby. Um, I just kind of knew that my role as a mom was just going to be a lot different. It's so funny. I get asked this question all the time. Well, and people are like, what made you decide not to have children? And I just say, oh, well, what made you decide to have children? And it's like, they're a guest. They're just like, oh, well, I just always knew. Well, that's my answer too. Like, I just always knew that that wasn't a road for me. And if I did, if I did have babies, but, well, I didn't want them. So I should, I'm glad I don't, but um, I couldn't have been able to do all the stuff I've done. Um, but it, it's, it, my family thinks this is quite funny that they're like, when I became a doula, they're like, are you going to have a baby now? And I'm like, no, I just, what after I, what I just saw, no. I think that's such, that's such an inspirational piece as well, because I think that, you know, a lot of people just assume a lot of different patternings, you know, oh, well, if you're a doula, then you have to have a child. Or if you, if you are, um, in the, uh, breast milk world, then you must know what it's like to, to feed multiple babies. And you, you are in this space pioneering in a way that, is just completely owning who you are as a way of, of impact and inspiration and momentum in your aligned purpose. I mean, talk about superheroes here today. Thank you. We, <laughs> she'll take it. She'll we'll take, take it. it. We Jeez. agree. <laughs> and I think Kelly's point is so um, kind of poignant for everyone is that well, she didn't have a baby doesn't mean that she's not a caretaker, that she is not a caregiver, that she does not um, want the best for all future generations. And so that's where we put it back to everyone out there saying, you know, whatever your situation is, wherever you are in life, we're all in this together. We still all the fabric of of human, of humanity. Um, and so, so that's why we need to be taking better care of each other. I mean, the thought of um, when one parent uh, is sick, you know, we all gather around, even if you are at your wits end and you have, you know, crumbling underneath so many different stresses and pressures and work deadlines, um, we still find a way to muster up that courage and strength and give back to someone who needs it more than we do. Like we just need to keep remembering that. What, what a beautiful message and what, what beautiful, um, 
I, I think it's so important for so many ladies to understand that when there is pushback or when people call you crazy or they look at you and they say, well, what have you done? Or they look at you and they say, well, you're going to do this and, and you don't have fill in the blank, you know, the, that you persist and that you continue on your path, no matter what, you know, when you have that calling, there is a reason to that calling much to what you are saying right there. I mean, that's such a powerful message. And I think that a lot of the ladies listening are going to take much of that uh, to heart. I mean, I think this is such a powerful um, moment in time, and I'm so, so deeply honored to to have this space with you. Ladies, if you are single and you are um, you know, listening to this and you're thinking to yourself, wow, I have no idea you know, how I could even help, download it, screenshot it, pop it on your Insta let somebody else know that it's out there. Sometimes, you know, the brilliance of just sharing something like that can create such a light in somebody's heart. You know, they're answering questions. They're available for communication. They're not just phoning it in, um, share it, screenshot it, talk about it, talk about the movement and, and really hold in your heart, the realization that anything that you are called toward, there is a purpose for it and you can do it as well. And, and any landscape pandemic, no pandemic, a uh, bunch of guys looking at you saying, Oh, I think I remember what that was like, but not really. <laughs> um, I can't even imagine the, the layers of, of, uh, the journey of this and, and being able to look forward to, to the book that's coming out. I'm sure <laughs> we're just going to be on NPR's how I built this. That's that'll be our next one. Beautiful. Beautiful. <laughs> so for those of you listening who know that there are some beautiful podcasts that they could be sharing as well, um, or inroads toward NPR, that'd be great. So I'm, I'm all about that. Any closing thoughts? Thank you for like, I think just seeing something in me and reaching out to me all those months ago it's been nice to get to know you um but I think it's been nice to be recognized for having some power and um being encouraged to use it and you know we came up with one great idea and who well we've come up with several but this one and so if for the listeners like if you have this idea that just sits in your gut and you you realize well everything everyone might think I'm crazy just try it there's you know, if, if we fail, we fail. We all, we all fail. We make mistakes. We get back up, but it just imagine if you tried it, like the, just seeing like we got these logos done and like our, our first swag, but, and, and to me, it was like, see, having this little seed of a dream that now I can see is actually going to happen. It's no matter what happens with it, that's been fulfillment. So yeah, keep going. Thank Beautiful. you. Beautiful. Thank you, ladies. So appreciate it. <laughs>